Hi, and welcome to the Wise Women's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council. And with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations and it's Angela here. And this week's conversation is a little bit different. I'm not sure if you've heard about human design, but if you haven't, you're going to learn all about it on this episode of the podcast. If you have, well, then you have a listen because you might learn a little bit more about me. So on this week's episode, I've got Barbara Brangen. Now, Barbara she is a friend of mine. Um, I've known her for a few years, and I also know that um, she she was struggling through her business for a long time. You know, she was spending money on coaches, and she was just she was really struggling to find where she fit in the business world as being an intuitive mentor. And one thing that she discovered was human design and she'd known a little bit about human design before but when she really went into human design and understood her profile she was able then to turn everything around so we're going to talk about that today Barbara's going to share her story but what she's going to do is Barbara has done my human design profile and she's going to go through my profile I have not seen this beforehand I know a little bit about human design, so I know that I am a projector. But other than that, I don't know too much. She is going to go through my entire profile and she's going to share it with me and you're going to listen to it. You're going to hear it. And I'll be asking lots of questions um, because I want to know what it all means. And the, the hope is that if you hear what's going on, that you'll get a better idea of what human design's all about because As we go through this, I also start to notice a connection between my human design profile and my personalized health profile. So I I actually start to pick up a few things where I can see the similarities. And we talk about that in um, the, the podcast as well. So have a listen. You're going to get to learn a lot about me in um, in this podcast because we go a little bit deep. Now, I just want to let you know that there was a little bit of issues with Barbara's um, internet connection. So it does go a little bit funny sometimes, but generally you can hear what she's saying. Uh, and you will notice that she doesn't have an Aussie accent because, yes, yeah, she is Irish. So she has quite a strong Irish accent. So, But you'll get used to that as you go along. So I'm just letting you know that there is a little bit of an issue with the sound, uh, but the there is just it's just such a great episode and I had so much fun doing this learning more about myself uh, from Barbara and then once she finished this she actually sent me the written report but it was really great to get that overview and at the end of this podcast I'll share how you too can get your own personal human design profile done with Barbara for free okay so enjoy the episode bye for now 
Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversation. And this week I'm having a bit of a chat with a friend of mine. Her name is Barbara. And a, a few weeks ago, I, or was a couple of months ago, she um, wanted to know whether or not she could do my human design profile up. And I'd already been talking to her a little bit about human design because I'd been investigating it a bit more. So I thought, why not get her to do up my profile and then share with you on the podcast what she found about my profile so that you can get a little bit of an understanding of what human design is. So that's what we're going to do here today. So hi, Barbara. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Angela. I'm excited for this. (laughs) And you will notice that Barbara doesn't quite have the Aussie accent that I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, Barb, tell me, what is human design? What's it all about? Oh, I think to give you the summary version is the way I interpret it is it's our soul map. It's kind of understanding that we're a soul first having a human experience and that we consciously chose to come here and to bring through certain gifts and also to expand and contribute in certain ways. And it's like the algorithm for this life. And when we work with it, life goes with flow. And when we work against it, life's hard work. So I'm I'm supposing then because I was going to say well how does this help us live with our life live our lives so the answer to that is what you're saying is once we understand this we'll be able to live an easier life that life will be more in flow rather than us fighting against what our sole purpose is meant to be is that that kind of a summary yeah it is and I think a lot of people come across it I suppose when they're exploring their sole gifts or maybe a business or something they want to initiate, but it covers all of us. It covers our whole human experience. So all of our relationships, our business, our family dynamics, how we engage with the community. But in terms of it as a system or a modality, what I really love about it is it's deeply found, has strong foundations because it's like seven modalities layered into one. So it has like the chakra system, it has the I Ching, it has the Kabbalah tree of life. It even has a lot of the astrology and planetary information, which all on their own are phenomenal for knowing yourself and accepting who you are and working with your strengths. Whereas when you combine them, it's like kind of taking that on, on steroids. But what I really love, and I don't think we know enough yet about, is it also has a quantum film DNA. It kind of, I was reading something really fascinating last night that was showing you know that we have part of the star system within our bones you know and this is starting to touch on that it's just yeah it just intrigues me so much so what you've just said and i mean i i get what you're saying but for the a lot of people who are just the normal run-of-the-mill people and i should actually mention that um you actually have a psychic background so you are a psychic as well um and very intuitive but for the everyday person on the street when they just heard you say what you just said, they probably went, huh? I've got astrology in my bones. I know. I know. (laughs) And that's probably the geeky students in me that get get so excited. So to put it into everyday language, it's, it's strongly kind of based on are like systems of Western um, and Eastern um, kind of modalities like that have been around for millennia that when, when we understand and work with them, 
can show us how to thrive. I don't think you need to, the beauty of this is you don't actually need to understand each system mm -hmm. in detail because it kind of gives us a map, right? Yeah. It's like a template to kind of work within and to become your authentic self um, and really kind of live a, a really healthy and fulfilled life. And what I also like is that it speaks a lot of our body and the, the role that our body plays in the soul having this phenomenal experience here. And you also mentioned before when you're talking that this kind of helps you in parenting and living, you know, with relationships with other people. How has you knowing your human design changed the way you parent, your relationships, how you react with the world, how you run your business, all of that? So how has you knowing your human design changed the way that you do things? Oh, it's in some ways. Um, so I suppose that the easiest way to say the power of the changes have been as I think we're in a world where we're conditioned to try to be like others. So if we say see someone who's successful, we're like, oh, I'll emulate what they're doing. If we see a really cool one doing something, we're like, I'll try them what they're doing. And what we're missing is actually approaching it from the other way of what are, what are our unique attributes. And they're clearly laid out for us in our human design. And when we, live from that and also when we parent our child from knowing that it we can really allow them to be fully expressed um, and then when you're in that space you, you have the opportunity to avoid some of life's just you know both mental health and physical ill health so what info do you need to actually create a a profile so and why is that information important so what i know that you've got information off me just share with the audience what it was you got and why it was important for you to know that, how that all fits into the human design. Yeah. So the human design system was actually um, created by a guy called Ra Huru back in the late 80s. So it is not that old. But what he actually formulated was we need your date of birth and your time of birth, and I'll touch on the time of birth, um, important, and your place of birth. They're the kind of three key attributes that you need um, because there's many facets that will be determined. And there's two key elements of this because the reason why he looks at the place of the time of the, your date and your time of birth is it's going back to the fact that we consciously chose when we're going to be born. And that's when we got, um, for want of a better word, encoded into this lifetime. And it's kind of then when we kind of got our gift and he speaks of the conscious and kind of unconscious elements of our personality. So I suppose in that, it's like what we know about ourselves and also how others perceive us. And they're also determined by your location. And what I mean by that is where the planets when you were born. So it's like all of this is put into a mathematical equation. And when we look at that mathematical equation, we look at yours, then we get Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, and then life happens. And then, you know, <laughs> which we'll also kind of touch on when we go into your charity. So just on that, so you said the date and time is mm -hmm. when we choose to come into this world. Yes. But not, not all babies arrive as per their natural cycle. So some babies are induced. Mm and all of that. So does that change? Because 
as an energy maybe and then again even saying that when we um work out due dates we base them on it's actually quite inaccurate the way that the doctors do it because it's not from conception but we so we have a due date um and that due date can be any date and you can arrive on that due date naturally or you can arrive on another date naturally or we could have interventions which could bring your birth forward does that impact what's going on no, so it actually looks at your time of birth and it, it's kind of really taking it from the fact, I've got goosebumps kind of even saying this, <laughs> is that there are no accidents, you know, in this lifetime. We yeah. think, you know, because the doctor says, right, well, midday is when you're going to have your baby, that that's when it's going to happen. You know, sometimes it can happen then and sometimes other factors can delay or, or prevent that. But even if I take my youngest daughter, who's now eight, my God, I thought she was never going to come out. <laughs> And then eventually when she showed you know, actually we realized that wasn't her due date at all. <laughs> she knew exactly what she was doing. Um, so I think it's kind of taken that step back. Also what the human design looks at is your birth date and time, but also what it refers to as your design date and time, which is three months prior. Mm-hmm. And what their theory is that three months prior is that when your kind of soul became, came into your little human body in in the pregnancy within your mom also looks at what you picked up in a design and personality space from your environment and predominantly your environment then is your mom and her life which i know a lot of birth studies have kind of looked at at the power of that and human design looks at that as well which is i just find it fascinating okay so let's get into the nitty-gritty you've got my date and my time of birth as close as actually how accurate does that time of birth need to be so it's not, quite interesting when you, yeah, when you put, when I put, I've got a system that I can put it into and when I put it in, sometimes it will change. So if you give me 30 minutes off or an hour off, sometimes it will change, but only kind of five to 10% might change. Now, some of those elements can be important, but what, if we're unsure of time, we'll kind of play with what works because this is re- plugging you back into who you are authentically. And we all know who we are. It's just that we're trying to be other people often or yeah. we're conditioned to be like this. So it's just anchoring back into the power uh, of what's in. And what really excited me when I did your chart, I literally, my mouth was like open and I was like silent, which doesn't happen often. Was <laughs> so, much of, so much of your chart mirrors mine. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what is this? Like, and our date of births are nowhere near each other, are they? Right, or our place of birth, right? Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. Um, and I suppose before I kind of dive into yours, what this human design is kind of giving us is who we are authentically, and I'll go into the different layers, but also it says that this is who we are, our template, and then our life experiences will also influence that. Yeah. Because it's looking at the fact that we are co-creating in this lifetime. You know, it, it's just because you've got the same date of birth as someone does not mean you're going to have the same life as them i suppose that's the part that i probably struggled with with astrology because i'm a leo in astrology and i'm like yeah cool i'm a leo but i'm not like all of the leos or i'm not a leo all the time Mm. so this kind of goes deep so i'll explain to you what i uncovered um in your chart and i want to kind of i suppose the listeners to imagine in their minds you know those russian dolls you know those um, babushka dolls where they've got a doll within a doll within a doll. And that's the kind of best 
visual I can kind of think of for human design and being authentically who we are. But the important thing is you can't jump straight into the inner um, part, which is like our sole purpose or our life theme without actually really living and practicing all the journey that got there. So there's kind of like um, five different elements of human design. And the important part is what it starts with is what your energy type is. And that is based on five different energy types. All population of the world, we've got five different energy types. And that is how we said that we would exchange our energy and our resources with the world around us, how we're going to interact with people. Mm -hmm. This is actually often where people find out what their energy type is when they dabble in human design and then they stop and they're missing so much of the gold. But yeah, this is actually where I, this is where I found out what I was years ago and stopped. Yeah, <laughs> and I've done I, the same too. It's like I got to projector yeah. and then I looked at the map I got and went, I have no idea what that means and just went, okay, I'll just stay here. And, and, and when you refer to the map, um, and we'll give the resources that people can look up their human design for free that's what i like about it as well is to go and self-explore um is it's you, anyone who's seen it, it it's it's visually bombarding right? yes. <laughs> Someone stuff in it, you're like what the hell and then you walk away um but so there's five different energy types i suppose just if no one's heard of them before you've got um a reflector a manifester a projector a manifesting generator and a generator and I suppose in the course of today's conversation, we won't have time to go into them all. I'm going to focus in on, on your chart. Yeah. But for projectors, they're about, only about 20% of the population. All right. And what a projector is at their heart is somebody who can see deeply and sense deeply into other people. And can even sense deeply into a group of people or a collective, or in your case, I suppose, a tribe of women. You know, you can truly tune into that and you know stuff without even knowing how you know stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, it has that element of who it is. And what I'll kind of help you kind of play with as we kind of go deep, because you haven't found out this information as we go, as we go no. deeper in the projector part. But what, it's, what it shares is how to thrive as a projector. And what I've discovered is many, many projectors have experienced burnout you know, they have experienced burnout both physically um, and emotionally and sometimes in their relationships and life because projectors are non-energy types. Again, sometimes the language is just really weird with human design, but once you can understand it and make it every day talk, what that actually means is we are not designed to be like 70% of the population. So therefore, when we do things that copy others or if we live in a world where you know nike tells us to just do it you know and that we should be energizer bunnies and be motivated and do self actions in the mirror all the time and keep going that's actually not how projectors thrive the part i love about projectors thriving is our optimum day is probably working about maybe three to four hours a day to rest lots of time in nature love being around people but also crave time alone this is um, interesting because as you're saying this now for all of our listeners i have not heard any of this beforehand but one yeah. of the things i do is personalized health and i actually have just done a presentation on personalized health this morning and i'm what is known as a diplomat so as mm -hmm. a diplomat i crave time in nature 
ideally only work three to four hours a day. I like being by myself, but I can interact with other people. So what you're saying is actually exactly the same why it's saying it's the same stuff as what yeah. I do in personalized health. Awesome. And you know what? Using your phrase of personalized health, that's what the human design is. It's personalized life. It's being authentically you. Mm. Right. And it's just letting go of trying to be to take the same approach of other, as others have taken. There will be others that you'll meet. But um but also with the picture, right? That's the beauty and the power of the projector and for me growing up i just knew stuff about people i thought everybody knew stuff i thought everyone could sense and feel this and so that's what ended up taking me on my bit of and kind of psychic and energy journey but no it turns out not everybody, not no. everybody can. <laughs> oh right but also and here's the clincher there is the kind of shadow side as any of us are walking in the sun we'll have we'll have our face face in the sun and the shadows cast behind but is the, and the shadow side of the projector is that sometimes when we share without an invitation and this is where a lot of people kind of stumble with the human design kind of advice are we work at our optimum when people invite us to do things and probably a really good example of this is i had shared the post about how i was so passionate about human design and I wanted to see if anyone else wanted to learn. And you went, yeah, actually, I'm curious. And then you went, well, how do you fancy coming on this call? I went, yeah, cool. That's how it all kind of flowed. Yeah. But I had, and I'd be interested for you to look at business opportunities or life adventures that you went on, particularly those who, inverted commas, failed, and to explore whether or not you actually had an invitation. And an invitation can be a verbal, Angela, can you do this or could you create this? Or sometimes it can be a deep pattern that you see invitation comes from that and to see whether that invitation was present or not. And yeah, I have to say in the past it hasn't been because we live in a world and particularly in business and you will know yourself where we're told to create something and take it out to the world and basically it's a push. You know, go out there, offer it and keep offering it, hustle, 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 burn mm. me out. Now, yeah. I, I, because I'm a little bit aware of... Um, human design and also because it feels better for me to actually just be myself and then the invitations come to me and yes. it just comes with flow because I'm no longer pushing. Yes, I still go out and I, you know, um, to market myself, but I do it in a different way and I invite people to join me on a journey rather than yeah. saying, well, this is for you and trying to push. So I've just done that. I think I've done that naturally. Um, I've done that as yeah. part of what I do with the personalised health, understanding myself a little bit better. And I did know mm. already know I was a projector, so I didn't yeah. know it was about invitation. But I that wasn't like front of mind when I kind of just changed yeah, the way I do things. And could you imagine if someone gave you this wisdom when you were like fifteen or twenty mm -hmm. or even younger? Right? Imagine just how much energy you know, and heartache, you, you know, you could have been saved. And look, everything that happens kind of keeps us. When I said about being a projector, I was deep in, and I had paid thousands of dollars to create a funnel and an automated system for these events that I was holding for moms to trust their intuition. And I was hustling, right? And yeah. it was crickets. And oh my God, it dragged up every insecurity you can think of, which in a way served me to kind of work through all of them. 
but it was painful to kind of go through. Now my approach and the way the projectors can thrive is to deeply immerse themselves in what they're passionate about and share. Um, and that's it. One of the other shadow aspects um, I'm always interested in exploring. And it turns out I've got quite a few close friends who are projectors, which is, uh, which is, I find that in itself quite interesting. It is just that, that at a particle and kind of vibration level, we're just attracted to each mm. other. It's like, Every time I might walk in, my dog stops to say hello to other Cocker Spaniels. Yeah. You know, there's just something in us that kind of recognizes others like us. But um, projectors also, their shadow side is like missing out. They hate missing out. There's a lot, often can be a lot of FOMO going on. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we're really nice people, we can be very bitter and judgmental. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And I say that the self-confessed B-I-T-C-H. But anyway... But that, that what, the way that shows up is when we find ourselves in that space, it is simply a symptom of us being inauthentic. Mm-hmm. We're not aligned with who we are. We're trying, we're trying too hard. And it's about pulling you back to who you are and knowing, knowing your kind of self. But also what I find deeply fascinating, and this really helped the, the, the signature of success, uh, for, the signature for a projector is success. We're actually designed to lead um people to work at their optimum so in your instance the personal health right mm-hmm. or women coming back to who they are and were designed to be successful and i was really surprised when i did one of my best friends charts because actually i thought she had a bit more of a manifesting generator energy which is more high energy um stuff and she works in people and culture and in human resources and she runs her own business and she's highly successful She's a really good role model for me for women standing in their worth. And then I thought she was a projector. I went, hang on a second. And then when I looked more deeply at her business model, all she simply does is talk about how passionate she is about workplace culture. Yeah. And she only, when we explored it even more, she's had success when she's followed invitations. And so now she's starting to really adapt it and, and kind of use it in a, in a business. But but again, the that's your energy type, right? And that's how we show up in the world. And that's where a lot of people stop. But what I actually love are probably the, t- the next two layers, the next two little dolls of the, the human design, which is how we actually are designed to make our best decisions. So we've got how we use our energy and then how we navigate opportunities as they present themselves. And in the human design, that's called authority. And yours is what's called an emotional authority, or they use the chakra words of the solar plexus. So I'd be interested to see, I imagine that sometimes you've made decisions and said yes to attend events and go to things only the next day to regret saying yes. Uh, yep. But you've also, <laughs> you've also probably realized that you make your best decisions when you've had time, often days, to actually <laughs> mull over things. This is amazing because that's exactly with the stuff I do, Diplomat, that's exactly what we do. We need the time, we need the space. Everything you're saying is matching up to what I know within the the way I do it. So, yeah, it's it's just it's amazing the what what you're saying. It's yeah, it's <laughs> and this conversation is probably just a response to you putting the call out energetically, you know, to kind of you're so passionate about that diplomat and the personalized health. You're like, I know this works. And then we're having a conversation 
word avenue, you're just getting affirmation that, yeah, yeah. this works. You know, and that's know. It. but also with the emotional authority, people with an emotional authority, so as a projector, you intuit and connect with people. Mm-hmm. Emotional authority, people often need that time alone to make decisions because you can actually take on the feelings of others or feel guilty about that. You should make a decision faster. Yes. My, my husband, I've got a whole like session on just this authority. It's phenomenal. <laughs> what they, what emotional people are here. You, you came here as, on, as a group of souls. And I love this because a lot of young people who are being born now are emotional. So you're probably a little bit ahead of your time, but you came here to help drop from our head into our heart Mm -hmm. to stop thinking, stop realizing that to give us the power that we have to rationalize everything, your decisions sit in the feeling space. How do I feel about that? And you're looking for that feeling of peace. Peace is my word. Peace is totally my word. Everything I do, it's all about feeling peaceful. There you go. And so this is the beauty, right? And the next part, which I'll share to you, is why you've got the wisdom now at this stage in your life. Um, obviously, everybody has wisdom as they get older, but in particular within your personal profile, why it's all actually happening. And again, I'm, I've got a different authority to you. My, my authority is what's called self-projected. I need to talk things out. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm talking to myself, <laughs> if I'm talking to a friend, Turns out another good mate of mine who's a school mom with me, we go to a lot, lot of coffees together. Turns out her and I are both projectors and both self-projectors, but that's kind of where we stop being similar. And now we meet for coffees. I talk, blah, 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 blah. And then we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she talks, blah, blah, blah. And then we feel great. <laughs> it's just knowing how we operate and that's the thing. But the next part of your human design is what's called your profile. And your profile is... This is when I got deeply fascinated with human design because this is like your personality. I like that. It's the personality that you feel you are and how others perceive you. Sometimes our, so much of our worth and our personality and our strengths is hidden from us. And it's through life that we can actually find it. But yours is a four and a six profile. Again, mean nothing to you, right? But to explain it in a more layman's terms, you're a connector, an influencer, and a networker. People and communities and groups. And I know that you personally attend a lot of groups and networking. Mm-hmm. You're very well connected because that's where you're supposed to thrive. But obviously with that balance of time on your own. Yeah. And it's just when you get that opportunity to just share about personalized health, share about wise women, you know, and about uh, healthy menopause transition, any of that, that's when you'll just vibrate and shine bright people will go well she seems to know what she's talking about you know you have that kind of connection so that's the part of you that you know i also have the four and i definitely have similarities in that sense but also from the four because we need an invitation to work that's why talking to people about what we're passionate about is the perfect way and also social media can be another angle but here's what i find quite interesting the part of your personality and mine also that sometimes we don't see or accept is that others hold us up to be a role model (laughs) six right and sometimes it can be baffled and go what 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 do you mean why are you looking at me why why am i the one 
or why do people lay down their problems that are at our door and i'm like what yeah <laughs> uh, and it has that part of it but the magic that actually happens in the six and six are coming into their power when we go into the maga phase right when i understood this i really kind of got into this probably around age 41 and 43 now i was like oh thank god i don't have to be under pressure to have a six million dollar business you know yes. overnight because it's all i'm going to come into my power as a wise woman it's happening yeah. yes thank god and that just means you come into your authentic self so beautifully this is the part that aligns a lot with astrology and it says that we've got three different stages of life we've got the stage where we try and be as we're younger who we think our family or schoolmates or society tells us we should be then we've got the part of where we try and be that sometimes fail miserably and experience quite a bit of pain and then at around the Saturn return, which technically happens anytime between age 28 and 32, then we can have like an epiphany. Then we start to rebuild ourselves. And then as we step into the wise woman, we own it, you know, and it's just fully self-claimed. And in that owning of who we are, people look to us for wisdom and to be that role model and to be that guide. So when you take that, that that's deep within your, your your profile and a projector then to be a mentor and a coach and a guide for others to work at their optimum is just who you're designed to be oh thank god for that i know i, I finally found it i found I finally got there <laughs> but again i'm this you know when you were younger imagine knowing this is going to happen and so in those kind of first you know, inverted commas, sometimes it's 30 years of life. We live by trial and error. And to come back quickly to one instance, he said, hey, this impacts my parenting. So the trial and error people, their profile number is three. And my daughter has a three, um, was one of her numbers. And hers is also in, in her kind of hidden part. The three means that we are, the people who have three are here to do stuff through experiencing them and through making mistakes and through trial and error. What that means for me when I'm parenting her is quite often she's not going to take advice, right? <laughs> so for me, this is hard, right, as a parent, because obviously you try and save your child from pain. And pain. But I now know that this is how she's going to grow as a person and a soul. Um, I now know she knew exactly what she was doing when she was coming in. So the worst thing I can do for her is actually tell her I told you so. So instead of adapted my conversations with her to kind of go, well, what did you discover from that? You know, what did you feel? Why did you go there? And days I can be in the light, you know, the nice parent. And there's days I can be, oh my God. <laughs> but, and, and also as a projector, I need to wait for the opportunity to be invited, you know, to share my wisdom, not necessarily in the parenting when they're younger, but as they become more, um, independent and self and adults yeah um is quite important but also my children are are generators which is another energy type they're energy they're duracell bunny people <laughs> I, I can't keep up with them sometimes so i've had to kind of go do you know what you're freaking amazing you need to go run it off and their dad's a generator go run it off go play hide and seek play tickle games what you're doing i'm just gonna rest <laughs> <laughs> 
and not feel guilty and not, and not feel guilty for that. So do you see the role models show up and the role kind of, 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 of people looking to you to share wisdom? Oh yeah, totally. I, I mean, it's, it's a, what you just said before about um, others holding me up to be a role model. And that's something I've never really, I've never felt comfortable with that. And it's really interesting. I'm not sure if you know that I wrote a book a few years ago. And in the last couple of weeks, I've had a couple of people come to me and say, did you write that book? I really love that book. And I got so much from it. And I'm going, oh, okay. Um, and I feel, I feel uncomfortable with that because people right. see that because I'm an author, I've written a book, it's, you know, all this stuff. I yeah. kind of, I feel very uncomfortable because I don't want to be seen to me, I'm no different. There's plenty of people who have written books. I don't see me as being as any different. And I do, that is one part of uh, I do struggle with. And even when people mm. kind of, you know, expect me to have answers around menopause, and yes, I've got the knowledge, but I would not say, I, I see, I don't see myself as a role model. And maybe that's, that's the yeah. step that I have to step into uh, because I don't it. see myself that way. I know others might do, but I don't. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. I've had to really look at the archetype of what a leader is and my perception of that. Mm. So what I've discovered with human design is I just am a role model, right? Whether I like it or not. Um, and even saying that can kind of go, who, yeah. who does she think she is? Like, it's obviously still not all cleared, which is fine. Yeah, because it kind but of then, feels like ego, doesn't it? When, yeah, when you say, exactly. I'm a role model, it's almost like, well... Uh, to me, it's like I've just put myself yeah. above you. That's ego speaking, and yeah. I, yeah. I feel uncomfortable with that because we've always been told, you know, let the ego go down. No one's better than anybody else, and all of that yeah. story. Yeah, exactly. And I think where I've kind of found peace with it, and what I describe myself now is as an intuitive mentor, because mm -hmm. I I see that a mentor can hold wisdom, but really can can bring the magic out in that person. You know, it's actually not about me. I just hold that space, you know, um, uh, I shouldn't say just, but it's, it's a skill that's, that's kind of there. But also I've done a lot of work around deconstructing my beliefs around the leadership as a guru or as a power hungry or I'll step over you yeah. as opposed to, you know, leading from the heart. Yeah, I'll walk so beside really you. Yeah, I think it's very much that that. So I think this is the template for kind of who we are and that actually leads me on to the next part because then what we have is the parts of our life where we think we should be most open to conditioning from others and this is what i kind of find quite fascinating because one of the things that brought me back to human design after i kind of walked away from you was uh, i was deep into trying to figure out well why are some people more um sensitive to emotions and feelings or why are they more empathetic than others i know that we all have that ability to be empathetic but there's definitely some who've got more than others and also i saw you know the stereotype of an empath is woe is me poor me i'm an empath you know versus i'm kind of going being an empath is freaking amazing <laughs> once you have that self-care and you know and a knowledge of how to work with it as a gift and that's what actually brought me into understanding the open energy centers within human design. Um, and they're your, they're, they relate to your chakras, the Hindu chakras, um, that a lot, isn't in a lot of the yogic 
um, I suppose it's brought to the Western world by a lot of the yoga cultures. But what we have and the way I kind of interpret these parts is these are the areas that we said we'd come in. Our energy centers hold our deepest wisdom and they also hold often where we hide our deepest pain. And what the way I kind of love looking at this is again going back to the fact that we knew exactly what we were doing incarnating into this life and we knew that we're, it's not going to be perfect we're going to have experiences that are going to challenge us going to help us to grow and it's just about the choices that we make or the environment that we're kind of in and the guy who created human design as I said like it's in the lace he says it's really going to it's going to help our generation but it's really going to help the next generation of children as we kind of embody what, what this is. But the open energy centers, I think there's so much that they tell us and you've got one, you've got nine energy centers and you've got four that are open. What that actually means is yours shows me that you, you were at risk of leading a life that led to burnout, both mm -hmm. physical and emotional. No, you've done that four Where, times. There you go, right? You've got a challenge of kind of, you've been on a journey of learning to let go of fear and let go of the past and actually yeah. begin to trust. And I suppose, again, this is the light. This is when we're in our optimum and when we're in our kind of shadow side. I reckon if I asked your family, they could probably attest to the fact that sometimes you like to be right. Oh, are you saying stubborn? No, of course not. <laughs> Well, I said so because I said so. And yeah, but I, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, and sometimes we save our best self, right, for our family. <laughs> they kind of see who yeah, we are. Yeah, my daughter's <laughs> heard that, yes, because I said so many a times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is, is um, with these open energy centres, it's like understanding because and this relates to the projector side as well because we know what's right unless we've been invited if we try and share it deaf ears like mm -hmm. it's just like it's and that in itself causes us immense pain immense emotional pain and kind of sometimes shame it can be like and that's that's where that can kind of lodge in our stuff one of the other ones that i find quite interesting um that you have that's an open energy center is our head and this would also align to our crown chakra i suppose in more traditional um people who understand that that space yeah. but for me those who have this center open are really attuned at kind of receiving a lot of ideas like a lot of creative impulses and a lot of stuff like that would you say that you would you know you could generate a lot of different possibilities yes i could i could lots and lots of them and then they go nowhere <laughs> i generate and the ideas okay. and then they fall yeah. do you know what i think this is the thing this is actually perfectly okay this is the the point that i've got to is that in this space it you are tuned into i suppose if you think of it the energy grid of all the people around us and sometimes we're just downloading the file just like you get an email, you're downloading the file and it goes on to a shared drive and someone else will take it. it. Yeah. Or often have you found that you've had ideas and then someone else will make it a book or make it a program or make it something else. And then you yes. go, what the hell? And that has annoyed me in the past. Yes, that's okay. That's perfectly <laughs> okay. Because I think the thing is, 
you're playing a role in helping that and it wasn't yours there were many opportunities if it's for you it will constantly kind of show up yeah. but i think sometimes the worst thing we can do when we're getting all these ideas and i certainly stand this space like, oh i've got to do this i've got to do this and if i do them then that led to me beating myself up a lot of emotional turmoil and a sense of failure when actually now i just realize i'm just i plug in i download and i let it go and i have that conversation then with with energy they go if this is for me can you bring it back um and that's that's how that kind of happens um, and that's actually then, just that's actually allowed me to let go of something that i've been holding on for a very long time because there was an idea that i had came through and i mentioned it a little bit to someone else and they took the idea and they created something big out of it. and i've always had a real you know why did you take my idea why did you steal my idea right. and create it even though I didn't do anything with it. But that actually now what you've done, and I've actually, mm -hmm. right now, as you've said that, I've just released it because my job wasn't to create that particular thing. Perfect. My job was to be the channel to allow that for someone else to do it. But 100% and I've got goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Because that person was just calling that in, you know, and was deaf. Like they were, they were getting the information and getting the intuitive hits, but they just weren't tuned in enough. You were tuned into the collective, so you helped to kind of channel that. But because your open energy centers have you conditioned to, you know, sometimes finding it hard to let go of the past, you know, and, and then, you know, and wanting to do stuff. And it depends on what your family environment was as well in terms of what was deemed to, to successful or nice press. That's all this layers come into that. So as now you can actually go to Noah, it wasn't even mine. That wasn't mm. even my gig. Uh, I'm right now, I'm kind of playing with an idea. There's something that keeps coming into my mind which is on the charity side, which is mental health and dogs and the beach, all of my favorite things. <laughs> really cool. And then I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This might not be your gig, you know? And if it is, it will continue to show up and I would love it to. But likewise, if someone else takes this and makes it happen, I'll be really excited. Um, and that's taken a lot of work to get to that point. Yeah. And I actually now... I feel peaceful over that particular incident. And this is something has really, for the last couple of years, because each time I see it up, it becomes an annual event. Every time I see it, it's really kind of, oh, why? And now just having, just knowing that, it's like, actually, yeah. I'm okay to let that go because I probably would never have done it because I have too many other things going on. So it's but actually okay that someone brought that to life. And you cannot be all things to all people yeah and it's back to personal strengths and kind of doing that now this is for some of our energy centers are different you know but we have quite a few that are, that are the same but this is where you branch off into your own <laughs> there's one part because the next the last two dolls and honestly you could talk about all these things for so many different for so long is the the chinese the I Ching, where they um where they talk about your gates and your channels Again, terminology we don't need to really worry about. But within yours, it actually speaks deeper. It's a deeper personality. And I would imagine, it, I, I'm going to take a guess that you're pretty good at making agreements or bargaining or um, negotiating on behalf of the tribe. But not for myself, personally. <laughs> you do actually have an interest in tribal tribal yeah. is a part of who you are so that would be kind of interesting but some of the but you, you do have an innate ability to negotiate and bargain but what might be limiting you is a 
is a belief that you've taken on that negotiating for yourself is inverted commas wrong or selfish or yeah. and that so so once you clear that belief then you align with your strengths of i'm a really good negotiator i'm <laughs> like you know I, I can get all that done now on the flip side of that i imagine this disappointment that could show up for you if somebody doesn't hold up their end of the bargain oh totally <laughs> disappointment is not the word <laughs> And that's, where, and that's where the bitter, that's where the bitterness, the word bitterness in human design, which is the shadow of the projector. I didn't like that. I was like, I'm not bitter. I would probably put it closer to Gabby Bernstein when she talks about the judgment talks. It's yeah. just not realizing that we are to judgment. And I think the projector is quite judgmental. Um, and it's just, it's just the shadow side of who we are, you know, mm. and it's, all, it's, it's knowing that the shadow is just as important. Um, as a light so yeah loyalty and keeping your side of the bargain are really important um and also contracts like and you've got this showing up three times in your uh, design is agreements bargains and facts so that emotional bonds when you make an emotional bond in terms of loyalty you're in it like we're talking blood here i'm i'm in i'm in this game yeah and likewise Anyone who's frivolous or loyal, no, not not you. They'll hurt. They'll hurt. It's sounding familiar. <laughs> but to kind of bring it, to kind of wrap it all up, is one up of the chart which kind of speaks to. At first, I thought it was sole purpose, and sometimes people go, "Oh, is this the commas thing that I'm supposed to do?" the business I'm supposed to do. And this is what I love about Healine. It's the theme of our life. And your theme is sharing from wisdom of past experience, right? If you've, you've gathered wisdom and you get to share that to prevent people making mistakes so that they can be their best self. And to retouch on the fact that being part of a tribe or a group of women or a collective is and seeing them thrive is what lights you up yeah and that's what i do now and really stepping into it and the word you said was experience and mm. that's that's what i because th there have been times in the past and you know even as a naturopath when i could share my knowledge and i had the knowledge but i didn't experience it which is why whenever i in business it's like mm. I, my initially was I used to have um, a clinic that looked after mums with new babies because I was a few years ahead of that. And then it was mums with their kids just starting school because I was a few years ahead of that. So I've always been a few years ahead of where my clients are because I yeah. share my experience. I also have my knowledge of what I've learned, but it's more about the experience before I got to menopause and I had clients sitting in front of me who were in menopause, I knew had the knowledge, but I didn't have the experience. So I couldn't, I, I couldn't connect to that. I would just face, you know, it just wasn't working for me because I didn't understand what it was like to be a woman yeah. who was in menopause. Now I do. So I share about my experience. And whilst my experience might be different to someone else, I still know that I'm experienced where I am right now. And I've got that wisdom to share. Yeah. And, and and because you now own that and because it's also innate within your soul, you're, you've got it like embodied, right? And when you've got it embodied, you're vibrating from that space 
and what that that means you, that you're calling in powerfully that presence you know of that wise woman of that wisdom that sits within and people are responding to that they're not responding to knowledge that sits in the head yeah because that's really important it's the head and the heart working together that you now have and for me with the with the profile of the part of the four and the six that we share and with the projector that we share how that shows up before which is the influencer and the people i'm always the person that's organizing the social events and all that <laughs> kind of stuff although mind you i've made sure i've got more of an invitation and stuff like that but also i'm really active within charity work you know and i spent five years working with a charity who do mentoring and now that i've just come out of that i go oh my god it's hilarious how i ended up there no accident yeah and it's about but also that was about, well, what is a true mentor? And like you said, it's just having experience and sharing that from a place of non-judgment and listening and being okay. If someone takes my advice, obviously I'd prefer that. But if they don't. I now go, well, that's okay. Well, I won't say that's okay. I'll probably just a little bit, a little bit less judgment. <laughs> it's all right. You know, I've been there too. Yeah. Uh, and then with the role model is accepting that is like, Sometimes people will go, oh, my God, you know, aren't you great for doing X, Y, Z? And I'm there looking at them going, what? You're talking about me. All I'm doing is sharing, you know, the highs and the lows mm. of, of what I do. I'm just, I'm just sharing. That's all I'm doing is sharing the stories. Um, and the, but yet people are resonating with that, and that's perfect. Okay, so have you got anything else to share with me? Have we no, got I think you've got some, some, I think you've got validation <laughs> there very clearly from the universe that you've found your way home, <laughs> which I love. And, you know, that's perfect for this time of life. Um, but yeah, my passion is imagine if people had this younger. Um, imagine if parents uh, had this, because one of my daughters needs to be around people, one of them needs time on her own. I now know how to kind of navigate that and work to their strengths, which is really cool. I know how to interact with my husband in an easier way. Um, and in business, I no longer um, invite people or, talk or or hustle for business. I wait. Mm. I quite literally wait until people go, "How can I work with you?" And I have to, and I trust that that will happen, and it does. Yeah, and it makes it so much easier, doesn't it? Oh. It really does make it so much easier. Yeah, I'm definitely easier to live with now that I take that approach. Yeah. So you said people can get this done. How do, if someone wanted to, you know, get their map done, how do they yeah. do that? And then it, it's one thing having the map done because I've had the map done and then you come look at it and go, my God, what does this mean? Because then <laughs> we need to have it interpreted, which they can actually talk to you about how they get that interpreted. I, yeah. Well, what I can do to make it a bit easier, and this also excites me because I just love looking at people's charts, whether we do it with it or not, right? Is I'm happy if we we can maybe put up a link or something and I can get people's birth details and just give them their chart, you know, yep, and kind of free. And then if people want to know more, yeah, great, we could find out more and kind of go deeper. Where where what I do is kind of taking this to like we find out where you're in alignment with who you are, where you're not, and then working on clearing those beliefs so you, you don't feel guilty about being authentically you. Yeah. Okay, so do you have that link already or do you want to send it to me and I'll put it in the show notes? I will send it to you and we can you, put it in the show notes. 
Okay, so we'll make sure it's in the show notes um, so that anyone who is interested in getting their human design done, just let contact Barb. She will do that. And then if you want to go deeper into working out exactly what's going on, clear the blocks, the beliefs and everything that are, that you may have be having around um, what's going on with your human design map, then you can take that further with Barb. So any words of wisdom you want to share with our listeners from one wise woman to another before we finish up? Mm. It is safe to be you. That's probably it. Oh, I just got goosebumps all over. <laughs> yeah. I know what, when we know and trust that, I think life goes our way. Yeah. So I want to thank you for your time today and for you going through my entire human design profile. And there's so much there. I've just written note after note after note. There's so much there. I have to listen to this recording again. Um, but I really want to thank you. And I'm hoping that um, our listeners can actually understand or they've, they've now realised that the way we show up in the world right now may not be who we truly are. And I know that for many women who are in their mid mid stage of life, they kind of get to this stage of life and they wonder, who am I? Who am I when I'm not, not a mother, a partner, a daughter? And they're looking for themselves. And I think human design is a great way to, as you said, find your sole purpose, know why, who you are and why you came at this time to be here to share whatever it is or bring into the world whatever needs to come into the world. So I, I love everything that you've gone through today. It's absolutely fantastic. And I was a bit yeah. I was a bit disappointed when I very first had my human design to make to not be a manifester because I was, oh, me looking, too. I was looking at all these manifestors who were manifesting like unbelievably and I'm going I can't manifest anything. And then I realised why I can't manifest because I'm not designed to manifest. I'm designed to project what I know, you know, my, my wisdom and yeah. invite it to come to me. So, I know. Yes. But don't, for, don't forget, even better than being a manifester is that you're designed to be successful. Yeah. When you're authentic to you. I think sometimes we can, for, we can forget that. And I think yeah, everyone, when they look at the chart, they're like, what? What, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah, it's good. We're all here. We're all part of a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, it's perfect. So thanks for your time today, Barb. And for all of our listeners, Thank hope you really enjoyed this. From my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now. I'll be back next week with another Wise Women Conversation. Wow. So what did you think of that conversation? Well, you certainly learned a lot about me, I know. But did you also learn a lot about human design? Now, if you're interested in getting your own free personalized human design report, you can pop over to Barb's website, which is www.barbara.com forward slash human design. So if you go there, Barb will um, ask you a few questions and then she will write you up your own personalized report just like she did for me and when she gave me the written report it had lots of information in it as well so really recommend if you want to know a bit more about human design that you pop over there so that's it from me today and I'll be back next week with another wise woman's conversation oh 
Just before I go, just letting you know that next week is our 50th episode. So I'm coming up with something really great to talk about on that episode. So see you next week. Bye for now.